Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. I'm so glad you joined us today. I'm so glad as well to have Sherry Warshaw, RDH, on with us as well. Sherry, how are you today? I'm great. I'm so happy to be talking to you. I am glad to have you on. You know, you and I have talked a little bit in the past. So I'm so glad you're finally on the podcast. But before we dive into the topic for the day, I'd love for our audience to know a little bit more about you. So I am a 51-year veteran of dentistry. Um, I'm still active in dentistry uh, in a couple of roles. I don't practice clinical hygiene anymore, but for almost the past 10 years, I've been a professional educator with Water Picks program where we go in and do lunch and learns. And then also around the same time that I started with WaterPick, I started my own company called Smoke Free Steps. Uh, after I received a certification in tobacco treatment through the Mayo Clinic. So I kind of live in two worlds, um, one world of um, clinical dentistry, kind of just in a drop-in, drop-out, um, but working directly with patients, counseling them on nicotine cessation. That's awesome. And that that's such an important thing. So thank you for doing that, because I know that that's something so many of our dental professionals struggle with at times is how to talk to patients about that. And I've, I've reached out um, to many, many offices. I will say I get a little more um, referrals from wellness companies and actually medical offices. Um, I've, I've not found the secret sauce to get into the dental offices um, to provide that service. I wish I knew what that secret sauce was, but I won't give up. Well, and thank you for doing that because seriously, that I know that is so important. And, and that's something, you know, we should talk about at another time. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to tease our audience. That, that would be a really good thing for us to talk about. But I want to make sure we talk today about, you know, that acronym RDH. You know, and I know for you, RDH stands for something different. And I'm wondering for your, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about that and why that's important to you. So I love to use that acronym um, RDH um, as my road to dental hygiene. And my road began as an assistant. And I find that um, it was so, so beneficial to my clinical practice. Um, And I also taught dental hygiene. I taught in a hygiene program um, at University of Cincinnati for seven years in their clinic. Uh, And many of our students had been assistants and were looking to further their education. But for me personally, everything that I learned in dental assisting, um, from patient management to materials, to talking to patients, to developing rapport with my coworkers, to being a team player, I really owe that all to my background as an assistant. And so I'm so excited to be able to talk to assistants to kind of uh, give them a round of applause for how much they do and how much it influenced me in my career. Well, we, we love people to give that, those kudos to assistants. And, and obviously with your background, you know what it takes to be assistant. You know the hard work that goes into that. You know, you, you, you said that this was a decision for you. What was it that first kind of pushed you from assisting into hygiene, you know, whenever you just made that decision? Well, I always wanted to be a hygienist. 
And uh, I was very young when I got into dentistry. I was literally still in my teens. And I lived in Miami, Florida. And that particular hygiene program that I was applying to had a years and years long wait list. Mm. was a very small program at that time. And so I was not just going to sit and wait. So I decided to go to assisting school. I went to a dental assisting program. And then they helped to place you. Uh, we all got internships. And so I interned as I went to school and then went into assisting. Now, my name literally never came up on that list. Um, so I actually did not go to school in Florida. I didn't go to hygiene school until I was in my 30s. Okay. And I graduated when I was 42 years old. Hey. And I... That's correct. I went to school with three three children and a husband who was flying around the world. So um, it was very, very challenging. But I, I'm very proud that I did graduate number one in my class and actually number one in my college. Well, kudos to you for that, knowing what all that you were doing outside of hygiene school to make that work. You know, what was it about fulfilling that goal? that made, that was such a big impact for you? Because I know so many assistants out there do have a goal of eventually going into hygiene or another part of the practice. But what was it for you that kept driving you to finally accomplish that goal? You're actually going to laugh at, at, at my answer. It's those letters again, that RDH. I really wanted that. It was a goal. Um, I got interested in dentistry because I had, um, horrible dental experiences as a child. Uh, in ortho and extractions and third molar extractions. I had a lot of very strange dental experiences, but it made me very curious about the profession. And so uh, I, I was actually going to be a speech and language therapist, but lo and behold, my parents decided to move to Florida and uh, run out of my college fund. So I was kind of scrambling um, again, wanting that RDH, yeah. but um, I did get that DA, so that was that was very good. And and I think all things happen for a reason. I don't think I would be the hygienist that I am today, or that I was clinically, or as a, as an instructor, or even in my you know current role as a professional educator. Uh, one thing that I really pride myself on is going into an office, and very often they'll say, "Well." you want to just talk to the hygienist. It's like, no, no, I want to talk to everybody and particularly the assistants because very often they have a stronger rapport with the patient than maybe the hygienist and there's a trust issue there. So uh, I, I, I love to elevate their status because I think it's so important. Well, I'm going to say thank you for that, because anybody who's out there helping people understand just how important dental assistants are, uh, you know, tip of the cap to you, certainly for that one. You know, you mentioned a few minutes ago that you help dental assistants now, you know, who want to become hygienists. What are some of the things that you're hearing from them about why they want to become hygienists? Is it that RDH uh, designation? Is it the pay? You know, I'm curious what you're hearing from this generation. Well, so I do, I'm every year I'm invited uh, as the water pick educator to go back to my program and do a presentation for um, sometimes it's first year students, sometimes second year students. And 
a, a lot are motivated by dollars. Sure. And I do kind of um, try to talk them off the cliff of the dollars to realize that, you know, this is a commitment. It's very taxing job. Um, it's very repetitive. It's hard on your body. Um, in some ways, assisting is less hard on your body because you're getting up, you're moving around, you're not doing the same thing over and over with that repetition. So making them understand what it is to actually be a hygienist, because I think a lot of times, uh, particularly people who aren't or haven't been in assisting for a long time, really don't have a grasp of of what all it entails. And so, for instance, uh, last year, the dropout rate in assist in uh, hygiene programs was pretty high mm. because once people got into it, they're like, well, I don't want to do that. So there is that kind of middle road um, that will give you dollars and a lot of satisfaction and allow you to get up. Um, and that's being an AQP. AQP or expanded assistance are very popular in my area. And I think that's a fantastic kind of middle ground, particularly if you um, are artistic. If you you have that, that artistic bend where you really like to put that anatomy back into the tooth, um, are you really into that? I think sometimes an AQP can maybe do a better job than the dentist because this is what they're really, really focusing on rather than worrying about, oh, I have a crown prep. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I, I love that you're very realistic with with these these young men and women that are wanting to switch careers because you know I think so many of us don't know what something's really like until we get into it. Uh, so so I think that's really fascinating that that you're telling me that there are people who are like, oh wait, this really isn't for me, and then maybe they go a different direction. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know there's so much time involved with these. The other thing about these programs is you know many of the programs are two year programs. Um, if you think in terms of, well, hygiene just celebrated its 100th anniversary, okay? Think about what they needed to know 100 years ago and think about what you, you need to know today. And so these programs have not expanded in terms of the time frame in order to gain all that knowledge. So if you come in as an assistant, you really have a leg up because there's no way in two years that you can know as much as what needs to be known. And I always used to tell my students, you know, when you leave here, you have about the equivalent of two weeks in an office. Mm. Even though you've been studying for two years, when you add up how many patients have you done, how much time have you spent in clinic, you are, you're about two weeks in. And that really would kind of jar them. But the assistants who had become hygienists were like, yeah, you have no idea. And sometimes it's it's a shock once they go into an office. So what's your best piece of advice for an assistant who may be listening to this that has those dreams of that RDH and maybe going into the hygiene field? So my, my best advice would be definitely really shadow somebody. Really see what it's about. You know, sometimes money isn't everything. Now, I, I loved what I what I did clinically. I worked 15 years in perio, and I had no interest in working in general dentistry. I was I came from general dentistry, 
But then I had also worked in a perio office as, as an assistant and a plaque control therapist, and that's for another day. But I think that if you um, are interested in, jet, let's say, general dentistry, really uh, find a hygienist who will mentor you and maybe someone not in your office. Because again, you kind of get tunnel vision mm -hmm. when you just see what you know. Go outside of your office, contact a hygienist, maybe go into a couple of different practices, a pedo office, a perio office, a general office, and get the real kind of overview of what is hygiene about. Um, because there's a lot of nuance to yep. it that sometimes you don't know until you get it. So final question for you, is that something you tell your doctor that you're going to do and that you want to do? Or do you do that? I mean, I, I'm Absolutely. curious. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Now, again, anybody worth their salt is going to really encourage you to, to, to be the best self that you want to be, be the best you. Mm -hmm. Now, there could be someone who's selfish enough to not want to give up that great assistant. I can tell you where I'm at. If you're a great assistant, you can probably make the same amount of money as a hygienist because there is such a shortage of of dental personnel. You know, during COVID, so many people left the profession and did not come back. And every, I, I think I don't go into an office as, as an educator where they ask me, do you know of somebody? Do you know of a front desk person? Do you know of an assistant? Definitely do you know of any hygienist? because there's such a backlog for um, proceeds. Well, you read my mind because that was one thing I was going to say is I know, you know, assistants are in such great demand that it's kind of changed where maybe they don't feel like they have to push to another profession in order to get what they want and what they're really craving from assisting, which, you know, if there's a bright side to this hiring shortage, it may be that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, I think that, Finally, finally, it took, you know, over 100 years to figure out that, you know what, hygienists are great, and, and I love being a hygienist, and I'm proud of what I accomplished. But I think, you know, a lot of what I did as an assistant, um, I, I really, really was a value to the patients and to the offices that I worked in, and I loved the staff that I worked with. There's a camaraderie sometimes between uh, assistants and staff that sometimes the hygienist it doesn't get because there's always that, um, and it depends on what your personality is, mm -hmm. but a lot of times in offices, there's what they call the prima donna syndrome. No. And so my, my uh, parting advice is um, if you do, as an assistant, decide to become or take that road to dental hygiene, um, never be too good to take the garbage out. I love that. That's that's good advice all the way around right there, for sure. And Sherry, absolutely. I want to have you back. Let's talk smoking cessation. Let's talk, you know, that AQP. Let's talk a lot of different things. But before I let you go, I want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you because you've given some great nuggets of knowledge here. And, and there may be some assistants out there who want to reach out and pick your brain a little bit. What's a good way for them to reach you? Absolutely. And I, I love, love to share with other dental professionals. So my email is probably um, the most direct, and that's my name, Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-I, Warshaw, W-A-R, 
S-H-A-W, at gmail.com. And then I also, um, you can contact me at uh, www.smokefreesteppsllc.com. And we're going to put both of those in the show notes so that it's an easy way for you to find Sherry, learn more about her. And, and you know, as you said earlier, and again, I'm going to tease the next time we get together, I think it's really important that dental practices are armed with that knowledge to talk to their patients about why quitting nicotine is so important. So thank you for what Absolutely. you're doing there. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for inviting me. I'm, I'm hoping that some of your audience reaches out because I'd love to talk to them one-on-one. Well, let's make sure, I, you know, Dental Assistant Nation listeners, there's your cue right there. There's your invite. Reach out to Sherry. We love bringing people on the program who are passionate about dental assistance and are also willing to help dental assistants in any way as well. So Sherry, thanks again for the time today. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode. We love bringing on people like Sherry who are passionate about dental assistants because we are as well here at the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. And until next time, this is Kevin Henry for Dental Assistant Nation signing off and wishing you nothing but success ahead. <laughs>